This is Techonomist by Benjamin Johnson, a place of technology news as well as thoughtful opinion and analysis about how tech companies and the products they build are changing the way we live. You can subscribe to my weekly email at techonomist.email or you can follow along right here on your favourite podcast app. Week 45, Ants IPO suspended, Uber drivers are not employees, and more tech earnings. November 7, 2020. Clearly, the biggest general news this week is taking place in American politics, but thankfully for me, that's not the subject of this newsletter. I will, however, admit that the election made keeping up with company and product updates a little more difficult due to the time I spent watching CNN this week. Thankfully, though, it was a pretty interesting week with more Q3 earnings and Ant's IPO getting blocked at the 11th hour. So with that, what happened in week 45? Ant Group's IPO suspended. On Tuesday, only two days out from its scheduled listing in Hong Kong, the Shanghai Stock Exchange suspended Ant's record-breaking IPO due to a significant change in the regulatory environment. Jack Ma's fintech group had been on track to deliver the largest IPO in history, raising in excess of $34 billion. It's now unclear what happens next, but Ma will need to find a way to appease the Chinese financial regulators. Meanwhile, Ant Group's prior parent company and significant shareholder Alibaba released positive earnings this week, with growth across all core areas. Its consolidated group of consumer retail and business wholesale services including e-commerce, marketplaces, and logistics, grew at 29% year-on-year to $19.2 billion USD. While its cloud computing business generated $2.3 billion for the quarter. For comparison, Amazon's AWS, the global market leader in cloud computing, generated $11.6 billion in quarterly sales. Uber, the good and the bad. In a busy week for the ride-sharing app, Uber celebrated the success of Prop 22 passing in California, meaning drivers for the likes of Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash can continue operating as independent contractors after a judge had previously ordered that companies had to treat their drivers as employees back in August. Had Prop 22 not been successful, Uber and its peers would have been required to pay its drivers full benefits, thus making the ride-sharing business model unpalatable. Uber has 1.4 million drivers actively using the platform. Meanwhile, Uber also released its Q3 earnings this week. They report on two core segments, mobility, including ride-sharing, and delivery, mainly food delivery. As expected, their results have been heavily impacted by the pandemic. While Uber will be encouraged by ride-sharing revenue growing from $10 billion in Q2 to $14.7 billion in Q3, overall mobility revenue was still down 53% year-on-year. Meanwhile, delivery revenue is up 125% year-on-year. People are staying home and they're ordering in more. PayPal, the old dog with plenty of new tricks. Now a 22-year-old company, PayPal was the original fintech which disrupted payments on the internet. In a remarkable resurgence, the firm has had a stellar 2020, reinforced by their Q3 earnings this week. Active accounts grew 22% year-on-year to $361 million, while payment volume has grown 36% year-on-year to $247 billion, as more people shop online. PayPal has also launched some compelling products this quarter, 
including its new Buy Now, Pay Later solution, coming to market to compete with Klarna and Afterpay, cryptocurrency trading, as well as the Venmo credit card for American users. PayPal's share price is up 85% year-to-date. Square, Bitcoin revenue and the international focus. What certainly caught my eye in Square's Q3 shareholder letter was the growing influence Bitcoin is having on Square's business. Revenue from Bitcoin sales effectively doubled in three months from $875 million to $1.6 billion, with margins remaining consistent at about 2%. It's all about scale for both Bitcoin and traditional share trading in Square's Cash App. Meanwhile, Square focused on payment volumes for sellers outside of the US, which did grow year on year 46% and now makes up 11% of its volume. Square's international markets for seller products include Australia, the UK, Canada, and Japan. Peloton has supply issues. For the at-home workout enabler, sales continued to accelerate with people pausing gym memberships and looking for ways to keep fit at home. The subscribers jumping from 1.09 million to 1.33 million in the three-month period. The CEO, John Foley, did use the earnings call to apologize to customers for long delivery times and delays in customer service as supply chain issues and customer demand increases. Average workouts per user also dropped from 25 to 21 times per month. Zelle passes 1 billion transactions. The American bank's answer to Venmo is Zelle, a deeply integrated, fast payment system which consumers and businesses can use to transfer money from within their banking apps. Well, this week, Zelle passed the milestone for 1 billion transactions for the year to date with business usage growing at 30% since the second quarter. Zelle has over 700 banks on the platform, with that expected to grow to over 1,000 banks very soon. PayPal doesn't report Venmo transaction numbers, however, they do report payment volume, which was 44 billion US dollars for the quarter, a little over half the $84 billion processed by Zelle. And finally, Visa's acquisition of Plaid has hit a hurdle. The Department of Justice is seeking to block Visa's $5.3 billion acquisition of Plaid. Plaid was started in 2013 by two Bain consultants to help customers connect their bank accounts with other digital finance products. In the absence of an open banking standard in the US, Plaid had grown very quickly and had expanded into consumer payment solutions, also over ACH rails. 